with that story we've been discussing in the Post newspapers today, the Premier will get planning powers under a new government process to allow Roger Cook the power to personally fast-track projects of the state's top planners worth more than $20 million. I wanted to seek the expertise of the Property Council's Acting Executive Director, Emily Young, who joins me live on 6PR today. G'day, Emily. Good afternoon, Ollie. Thanks for having me. So does this, Emily, remove some of those checks and balances? Can the Premier override the WA Planning Commission? No, absolutely not. The the option that the Premier for the Premier to refer projects into the pathway is quite similar to the referral option that already existed under Part 17 and is a fairly common planning practice across the country. All it is is really the opportunity to to introduce projects that might not otherwise meet some of the required value thresholds into the significant development pathway for assessment. So, in other words, there's a assessment criteria. Not every project necessarily is able to tick all of the boxes to fulfil that criteria. So there's now another way, another avenue to go about it and basically send it directly to the planning minister and the premier. Well, but it would still it still needs to go through the same rigorous assessment project. Right. But we, we don't imagine many projects will end up having to use this pathway, but there will be some highly meritorious projects that don't meet some of the financial thresholds that will benefit from the industry coordination that occurs during this pathway. So it really is just a very small number of projects that might be extremely meritorious that would be considered uh, under this route. Okay. Can you give us any sort of examples of what might come before the Premier? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you might, for example, see uh, a housing project that had a substantial social or affordable component that wouldn't meet the $20 million threshold for Perth. A project like that might benefit from being able to have the coordination of some of the on, on a highly restricted site of bringing in power, bringing in um, water, bringing all of the different referral agencies around the table to make the site work. So a project of that nature might be one, for example, that would benefit. Okay, so we're not talking about the fact that a Western Suburbs Council, as a bit of a hypothetical here, says no to a planning development because, one, they don't like the height or people don't want to lose their views. Can the Premier intervene there and he can say or she can say from the day whoever is the Premier, no, I want it, I'm going to tick it off? No, because it would still need to then go through... I mean, even in that scenario, the, the project would still need to go through the WAPC for approval... There's no automatic tick-off of any projects through this pathway. It still does require a highly rigorous approval process. But really, we do have three planning pathways in WA. We've got our local governments who do a brilliant job across the board assessing projects. We have the development assessment panels. And then we have this state significant pathway, which is really there for projects that are, you know, the ones that go above and beyond in providing additional benefits to our state and require a different level of coordination. And how many of those do you reckon would come before a Premier in a year? Uh, how many would come through the Premier's referral option? Yeah. Oh, I, look, I really don't imagine it would be many projects at all, but I couldn't, couldn't put a specific number on it. Okay. Because it says in the Post article today, if the Premier considers it to be of state or regional importance and waves it through, they would table a copy of their referral in both houses of the Parliament and publish a notice on the WA Planning Commission website. It, it just sounds as though the Premier can make a decision and not really have to tell anybody and just take it to the Parliament and go, here you go. 
Well, no, it's, it's the decision that the Premier would be making in this scenario would be just to refer the project into the pathway for assessment. So all it is is a, a step in the, in the line for projects that don't meet the criteria already. And as I said, we imagine that that would be an extremely small number of projects. And it's not a process that could really be compromised, Emily, or unduly influenced? No, our, our planning system is highly professional. There are many checks and balances that um, don't don't that prevent there being any impropriety in our system so we really um this is really i think a case of a bit of a misunderstanding around okay. what is the power that has um been that is allowed here so is it a good move what what, what has changed is it a good move to have the significant development pathway yes yeah, sorry. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we we the benefits of the significant development pathway is that it brings projects uh, to the table for the coordination of referral authorities. It really is projects um, that add great a, a great amount of benefit to our state, uh, and it really does provide opportunities for us to be a little bit more agile and uh, understanding in making sure that we're seeing these high quality projects assessed professionally, responsibly, but also in a timely way. Emily, I appreciate your time this Friday. You have a good weekend. Thank you very much, Ollie. Thanks for having me. That's Emily Young, the Acting Executive Director at the Property Council. Does it clear it up for you that the Premier will soon be given those powers to approve developments worth more than $20 million to send it along the development pathway? Or do you think it's still a little iffy, what you've heard there, one double three eight? 82. Ollie, how many times could somebody say pathway in a conversation? There were seven times that I was counting so far and I am continuing to count. I've also got this on the text line. Would this premier approval thing be another level above JDAP approval or just something that enables developers to bypass all existing checks and balances? It sounds hideously politically motivated. Well, you heard the explanation there from the Property Council's Acting Executive Director. Does it clear it up for you? One double three eight eighty two.